A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Sans Pants Radio. If only I were more funny. Hey everyone, in case you haven't heard, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival has been cancelled due to the coronavirus. So, unfortunately, we've had to cancel Big Deal this year. We're all very disappointed, but these things are out of our hands. To those that have already purchased tickets, we assume refunds will be happening, but no one has told us what the go is yet. You can follow us on all the usual social media places or join our Sanspans Radio Stuff and Nonsense Facebook group for immediate updates. Stay safe, be kind to each other, and don't forget to wash your hands. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Zombie Plagued Chult. Previously, Cooper Louie tears that woman apart. To get the ring back. Yeah, but he's, he's doing that as well. I was attacking you because you killed her. I don't care. He starts walking out of the, the corridor. Yes, you have a duty of care for her. But we have a duty of care to each other as well. As comrades. Or at least I thought we did. Um, We leveled up. You're level 8. Uh, the next time you have a rest, we'll go over your character sheet. We'll give you guys new powers and stuff like that. Valindra Shadow Mantle. Yeah? Okay, she, lives, she lives in the heart of Ubtau. I hope you know to get out of the Bay of Chult, we're gonna have to give tribute. Sure. How much and who to? I'm so angry at him for, for stomping away. How I, dare he? You're well, right. no, no. How dare he? Because, like, I didn't know he was under a spell. Wakanga is trying to convince Artist Simber to remain in the party. <laughs> oh, Adam. Put down my spoon, stand up, politely bow to the chef. And white stuff, push my chair in, and go to bed. He does a good job. With Artis back in the party, you rest at Wakunga's compound. So, over the night, Pop Mandarin, you recover 37 hit points. No, yes, you recover 37 hit points. Wait, don't I get them all back? Not in Chult, my friend. Not oh. in Chult. Well, then I'm just going to fucking wake up and heal myself, I guess. And Tiffany, let me quickly roll for you as well. Ah, I hear your dice and it sounds like, like good news. It sounds like full health cash. Ooh. Oh, that sounds like- way easier to get full health because she has so fewer hit points. Yeah, I'm mm. privileged. <laughs> I wouldn't describe it like that. 35. You recover 35 hit points. And that puts so- me on. Yep, you're on max. Fucking hell. Whereas Pop is 30 hit points off max. I'm on your max. And I'm not even close to my max. <laughs> Shit, you are. <laughs> Fuck. And also, that's not my max. Yep, that's right as well. 
Oh, I need to find a really powerful wizard later. Mm-hmm. I probably uh, ask Rosna Z if you'll help me if I help him. What spell are you going to cast to heal yourself? Um, wait, I have more than one. You I have need... cure wounds level one or cure wounds level two? Oh yeah, and I'll use cure wounds. Uh, cure wounds level two. Okey-dokey. Yes. You recover a further eleven hit points. It's not full, but it's better. Yeah. Are we still sharing a room? Yeah, we are. <laughs> you vanish. You came into bed and I was missing. <laughs> but I was actually there. It's the crazy com- thing is you would see the sheets moving. Oh, no, I don't sleep in a bed. God fucking damn you. <laughs> sleep in a big shell that is my body. Maybe she trips over you. The next day. <laughs> <laughs> if you tripped over me, I would punch you. That's very funny. <laughs> the next day with all of your crew. Well, with all of your team, I should say, because I'm about to talk about a real crew. The crew of the ship. Would uh, Before uh, yeah. we leave, do we get an audience with Wakanga? Yeah, you could just talk to him. You don't need an audience with him. We need money for the ship tax. That's awful for you, huh? He I am not reading, involved in this conversation. He was maybe reading a book and he goes back to reading that fucking book. Sick. He's definitely not getting any special things out of me. Damn. Oh, I thought it was going to work. And we got a lady where and ask her for money for the ship tax. Is she around? She's around. I got a lady where and I ask her for money for the ship tax. She looks at you like she's about to freak out. Did I. Was the money I gave you not enough? Are you not also being paid for this? Yeah, this is part of expenses. I, I don't have any money to give. Has she given us money already? No. Yeah, she gave you like 50 gold at the beginning of your adventure. <laughs> yeah, I kept that. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. You fucking. Yeah, you I'm... stingy goddamn. It was worth a shot. God, no one is giving you money. Pay your own way. <laughs> I, I oh, see. Fuck. I see Pop going over to ask for all the money, and then when it doesn't work, I say, "Look, it just means we don't have as much loot to split between us. That's okay. That's okay." You are so. You are impossible <laughs> to separate from your money. That is insane. You have so much. I grew up with nothing, Adam. <laughs> Fucking get a good boy card, though. Fuck, for the just sheer audacity of what you are doing. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. Um, Let's go. We're going back to the dock, I assume. Yep. I want to check with the harbour master before we leave and ask if there's any mail for me. Zindar is about to tell you no, but then says, oh, wait. No, there is. Great. He snaps his fingers and a single letter is brought before him and he hands it to you. Great. It is from the what society do you, do you, would you have written away to a Chaltian society or to a Cantonese society? I wrote for two your, letters. Yeah. I would have written to a probably a Cantonese society for the museum because I'm in Chalton. I'm sending it away. Mm. Oh, I'm talking about the river. Who would you have written to that oh, about? Chalt. Chalt. <laughs> oh, I right. sent three letters. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that le- some, there's a reply from the Chaltian Geographical Society. They have. I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. They've rejected your proposed name. What was the letter about? Nothing. For the river. Nothing. It's fine. They're going to call it the river of the circle. I write another letter that is very short that says river river of the circle, more like river of circle jerks. (laughs) (laughs) You're sincerely Pop Mandarin. (laughs) All right. You send that off? Yep. Good. (laughs) I'm not having a good day. I'm fucking 
I try and look over Pop's shoulder to read. That's very rude. Uh, Do you try to be secretive about it? Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. Damn it, she's so stealthy. (laughs) It's hard to at first, but eventually you start peering over and you read everything. You read how it was rejected. You read his reply. Okay. After he sends the letter, I just look at him and say, oh, Pop. What? Nothing. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I see the look in your face and mine changes. But I remember that you're going through a tough time, so maybe to cut you a bit of slack, which is just really safeguarding myself against getting my own feelings hurt later. Now I have a reason for you to be mean. You know, this protects me. (laughs) (laughs) You turn around at the sound of somehow you can tell. Overly vibrant red boots clacking upon the the, <laughs> the, the boardwalk towards you. Those are turn, overly vibrant red boots, I hear. You turn around obvious. and you you see Captain Automate Swift and Dark, the captain of the Brazen Pegasus, the ship that you're going to be on. Hi, oh. Captain. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you again. I don't know why I I just had I. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I like uh, it. you're all there in a big group, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. I haven't spoken or looked at Arthur Simba the entire time. I don't bring it up because that is honestly the best thing. <laughs> uh, no one seems keen to bring it up. So it goes unspoken. Maybe, well, actually, would she? No, she doesn't notice shit. She doesn't know. How, <laughs> what, what even would she notice? Captain Swift and Dark leads you back towards the brazen Pegasus, which looks ready to make sail. Right. I assume you've got the tribute ready. Yeah, we've got the tribute ready. I nod encouragingly, like, I try and do a look in my eye that says, it's okay, I'm happy to give up my half. (laughs) I have a look in my eye that says, when I find out what it is, I'm going to work out how much that divides between six. On the brazen Pegasus, you set out. As we set out, Mm? we're on a boat. Yeah. We're heading to Nangalore. Yes. Just uh, a little bit of a think to myself about how I'm going to be in Nangalore soon and I'd like my very big friend to meet us there. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere far away on the other side of the city of Port Nyanzaru, a statue long ago quietened rises, it's, raises its head. A, uh, a tabaxi hunter had been slowly stalking a deer around the side of it. He's caught by surprise when the statue, he thought long inert, rises. He realizes that, of course, this was not the statue he was imagining. The statue he thought he was thinking of was miles to the east. How could he have been so? The statue knocks him aside. (laughs) He unfortunately was lost in his own thoughts, a, a quirk of his tabaxi nature. And so he is sent flying by the statue as it sprints past him. The statue nearly crushes the deer, but the deer manages to get out of the way at the last second as the giant metal and wood and stone boots crunches down where it was moments before. The tabaxi looks up and in his home language, home tongue, the language of the tabaxi, he says, that is a creature that has a deep and powerful intelligence. The creature that has no such intelligence, (laughs) Vaughn, sprints towards the destination he was told. 
I love Vaughn. I love all tabaxi. Uh, These are the truths of Dungeons and Dragons. I still can't get over the fact that he threw that rock away because it had served its purpose of looking like it was crying. Oh, my. I love all tabaxi. And he he ripped them off because he had another ball of soft. (laughs) Oh, that's right. It was called the ball of soft. Oh, bless that that ridiculous cat that won't die. (laughs) It's going to be even harder to kill him now. Him and Quasha. You guys kept complaining that they were no good, so I might have gone out and beefed them up a little bit. So now they're more effective. Although, strangely, Flask of Wine has less hit points, but will be doing better in combat from now on. So he'll still keep dying. Look, yes, (laughs) but now he's significantly better at hurting before he dies. Good work, Flask. He's like the Koopa Louie that isn't Koopa Louie. Quasha has been given a similar treatment. Koopa Louie was always beefed. He came beefed. Oh, he's such a beefcake. Yeah, I, was, I beefed him, like, from day one, basically. A, a beef root. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. Dragon Bait and Artisimba are kind of already leveled to you guys, so I don't need to beef them. All right. So you sail outwards into the Bay of Chult. The sea ahead roils and churns, and waves crash over the bow of your ship, driven by saw-toothed hills rising from the heaving foam. Water streams off the rising crags like rivers, crashing down a mountainside. At last, the emerging island stops growing in size, although the sea around still tosses your ship like a drifting feather. Then a huge blast of steam erupts from the waves, and through the drifting rainbow-crossed mist, you see an immense beak and a milky eye the size of a hogshead, staring blindly in your direction. As the water calms, you also spot a dozen or more shark fins circling the ship. Would you like to see the picture? Yes, Yes, Adam, we would love... When have we ever said, no, Adam, we don't want to see the picture of the fucking cool thing we're hanging out with right now, which is a big turtle? No, oh, wait, Adam, that's just me. my imagination's better. Oh, it's not. <laughs> oh. He got little ears. He looks like a big war turtle. And he looks like a snapping turtle as well. Yeah, like, yeah he is war- kind of just a big snapping turtle. Yeah, so like war turtle eerie bits, but snapping turtle. It's, but he big and have- a little bit scary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like Coral is him. The creature that you know as Aramag speaks in Draconic first. Do either of you know Draconic? Yes, Adam, I do know Draconic. Nah. No. Well, I do know Draconic. Poor pass. You must pay a toll. What does he even do with money? He's not going to the shops. I don't understand. I want to ask it, no. Just whenever a creature's like gold, it's like four. I'm going to copy your voice when you speak draconic, Adam. <laughs> How much? Aramag slowly starts circling the ship. You are adventurers, rich beyond imagining. A high toll, 300 gold. I actually don't think we have that. I don't know what's happening. We are archaeologists, and trust me, if there was money in archaeology, <laughs> I would not be here. <laughs> Autumn Swift and Dark nudges you and says, it's a negotiation. Bargain him down. That's what I'm trying. Oh, sorry. Well, she, oh, she can't speak Draconic. No, she can't. That's what I'm trying. Go on, man. 
What's he asked for? I give you a, this, three, sim, like I show three of my Clory, Clory hands. We can afford three gold. Hundred. Oh. Yeah, um, oh, I just have a moment when I'm about to be like, yeah, negotiate, and then I remember who you are and what your personality is. <laughs> gold! After your little uh, little speech, Aramag screams it at you and he Buffets the side of the ship. The entire boat rocks, cr- rocks and nearly careens wildly away. Tiffany, you tumble and are now prone. And Pop, you manage to remain standing. All right. Tiffany, you're going to need to make another check or you're going to fall overboard and have to contend with some sharks. Oh! Tiffany tumbles overboard. Is that a skill check? Yes. Uh, plus a D8? Oh, no, it's a saving throw. Sorry. Ooh, Ooh yeah, 1d8 for saving throw. Uh, you rolled a four. You oh, Actually, you might get a big bonus. Yeah, ooh, yeah, you got a plus eight. So, all right. Yeah, no, no, that, that's actually good. So, plus a d8. I can't negotiate if I jump in after you. Six You're jumping eight. after me? Uh, you still... Oh, hang on, wait. What's six plus eight? Am I crazy? Is that 14? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's 14. It's 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 twenty, Adam. I did it's the 20. first part of my edition where I have to break all the numbers up. <laughs> I'm so oh, sick. She's so sick. She's doing sick calls. It's a twenty, Adam. It's twenty. It's I know it's 35. fourteen. It's, <laughs> you righted the ship and killed the. T- I get a I get a bad boy card for continued attempts at lying. So you tumble off the side of the ship, Tiffany. You with a splash. Fall in among the reef sharks. All you need to do is be pulled back up into the ship, but I'm going to roll to see if they get uh, initiative first and then get to attack. Well, ah! I, go, I rush over to pull you back in. We will uh, Who are you? This. you? You care too much. This is getting <laughs> weird now. Are you playing a trick on me? Yeah, I get your half up and go, psych! <laughs> <laughs> what, you can't swim? <laughs> Scared of a bit of water horns. Water horns. No, you you go first. You clamber back up into the ship. One of the sharks half launches out of the water to try and grab you, but it's too late. You're back on the ship. You right, horns? I'm just cold. Just get the tell, tell the turtle. Do the. The captain looks at you and says, "Just start throwing money in a bag. If you start now, it gives us more time to to bargain." I. Start getting, I don't know, putting money in a, go- in they gold have a, in a sack bag. for this. Yeah, so they give you a, how much gold do you put in the sack? Aramag wants- is watching as you put money in the bag. I put 100 gold in and I stop. All right. Do you say anything after you do that? Yes. What do you say? We've got to get back in, right? No, hang on. We've got to get back in, right? We'll have more gold when we come back. You are not the person to be doing these negotiations. I know. Does anyone else take, speak Draconic or am I the only one? Um, no one else has popped up, uh, piped up, sorry, I should say, just yet. Anyway. Also, I deducted 100 gold because you threw my friend in the water and that was not very nice. Aramag turns so that his one giant eye is incredibly close to you, Pop. But then he says... Heave it over. And you can tell that he's just going to accept this this negotiation. You did it. I fucking lowballed the fucker. I swear the bag of gold at him. 
you could throw it. Do you want to throw it at his face or on his back or just into the water? Adam. Mm. Oh my Adam. god. Yes. No. Are you going to antagonize it? Please say yes. Oh. oh. Cast just know that I'm. Oh. You have to. Have you to. obviously would. Ruin our lives. <laughs> Honestly, do it. I throw it at his head. Not hard, but just enough to be like, don't be a fuck. That's rich coming from you. Did you know the dragon turtles technically actually count as a type of dragon? You throw the bag of gold at Aramag and at his head, straight at his head. Yeah, throw it at his face. Uh, With incredible speed, his mouth opens and snaps shut on the gold. He submerges. I did the right thing, didn't I? It, it, it actually doesn't matter. <laughs> you could have done anything, but it's funny that you tried to antagonize him. Get a good boy card. <laughs> Get a good boy card for actively trying to kill yourself. <laughs> we were talking before that I get good boy cards a lot, and we realized that I get good boy cards when I'm acting in character to sabotage the campaign. <laughs> every every single time, it, uh, oh, like. Every single time, Tom does amazing character work, and it's obviously deserved. Thanks, guys. But it's only, only when it hurts us. The ship pitches and rolls as Aramag, when he submerges, he sends waves all around him in all directions, but eventually the waves do calm down and the water clears so you can sail again. You're welcome. How much did you end up giving him? A hundred gal. And what did you say to make him throw me off the ship? I didn't say anything to make him throw it off the ship. I think back to all the things with Arta Simba and I say, okay, and I go and try and dry off. I'm not lying. <laughs> but I got it down to 100 gold because I told him he was rude for throwing you off the ship. Really? I've already walked away. Oh. Make of that what you fucking will. Now I feel bad. Yeah. You were trying to help. Gaslight dad. (laughs) (laughs) Making things your fault when they're mine. Actually, you falling off the boat was purely a freak accident. (laughs) And on you, you failed the dexterity saving throw. I wasn't expecting it. Okay. As you sail northwards, you see what is pointed out to you as Fort Belurian up on the hill to to the east of you. That's where that bloke is they wanted dead. It's a fort staffed by Flaming Fist mercenaries. You would know Flaming Fist mercenaries as neither good nor bad. They're not like the Zentarum, who are kind of actively evil. Who hate me now. Yeah. The Flaming Fist are not good people, but they're not bad people either. They're just mercenaries. A lot of the Flaming Fist are dedicated to clearing Cholt of the Dead, which is a good act, but they're doing it so that they can control areas and to plunder loot. So... You know, it kind of comes up neutral at the end of it. It's like you want them to do as well as they can until they become powerful. Yeah, yeah. kind of. You're sort of like, oh, we'll let this go on. They're, they're cane totes. <sighs> they're doing a bad, they're doing a good thing, but for a bad reason. Ha, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> it's like helping a nan cross the street because, you know, you want to push her over later. But you helped her across the street, you big fuckhead. You're making fun of people for doing nice things. No. <laughs> No, I'm making it. <laughs> Try to remember anything he's ever said in this campaign. Absolutely, he is making fun of people for doing that. Tom's nice a nice. Yeah, thing. Tom's lovely. Tom is lovely, of course. Yes, but, but, but look at him. <laughs> Big grouchy turtle with a fake eye and a hat. 
doesn't want to help you, and that's that. Maybe he's just a product of a very complicated upbringing. Maybe he should start taking some fucking responsibility. <laughs> Get a good boy card. <laughs> yes. On the fifth day, travelling around the coastline of Chult, you see in the distance... You make it friends with anybody in the... Not me, but like... <laughs> Would you have tried to? I try and chat to everyone. Who's got the weirdest backstory? Sunday night, the tabaxi, obviously. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'm so biased. I hang out with Sunday. I talk to everyone, but I'm guessing Sunday night is the coolest. You don't get along very well with Top. Like, Top seems to dislike you, but you don't know why. Oh, Hang on, let me make no. Notes. <laughs> well, I'm going to assume it's because of the way I am and look, and that's inherently my fault. How dare I? <laughs> it's sad because that's why people don't like me. But that's how I want it. Yeah, no, I'm like, oh, well, I guess maybe they're from Candor. They are human, so I guess that's on me. <laughs> no, they're not. They're from here. They're chult. Well, then there's no excuse. But I try in my mind. I'm trying to be like, oh, that's 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 they just don't. They're just like everyone back home. So it's weirdly comforting, but it still feels bad. Hat is kind of indifferent to you. Like, you don't have a great relationship with Hat, but you don't have a bad relationship with Hat. They're both humans. They just don't like me. Shu, for some reason, fucking hates you. No, Shu says why. Shu hates half, uh, sorry, tieflings. Again. Shu is a half. <laughs> not surprising. Shu say that in front of me. No. Okay, good. What would have happened? She would have fallen overboard at some point. Oh, no. That's such a nice thing you would have done for me. Obviously, I don't you know, want that to happen, but wow, how nice. I probably Her- just would have scared the shit out of shoe. The other shoe just dropped. Pants, once again, indifferent. You don't have a good or a bad relationship. Wait, who's pants? Halfling. Uh, shoe pants and gloves. Halflings. Yep. Uh, uh, there's Grig Ruddle, who's just, I've just written big. Gloves, you get on pretty well. You uh, you and gloves, like, yeah. You don't have like in jokes, but you. Every conversation you've ever had with gloves has been nice. Oh, you I'm, do I'm, not have a single bad I- interaction with gloves. I'm doing ticks and crosses. Maybe gloves a couple times defends you when shoe has a go at you. That gloves is, is like so give her a nice. chance, give her a chance, give her a chance. Gloves. Sunday night doesn't talk to you. Oh no, a mystery, a mystery. Hey, Adam, I've made little attempts to talk to people. Has anyone been my friend? If people like you more. Uh, if Gloves Mike likes me. No, Shoe likes me more than you. There's no way I can't take that person. Top hates you. Yep. Hat hates you. Shoe. Shoe. Look, you don't know about Shoe <laughs> because you don't talk to Shoe, but Shoe talks shit about you as well. Pants, no good. Gloves, no good. Sunday night, no good. No one particularly like. They're not. Oh, actually, top at one point calls you a fucking idiot. At one point, you're just having a conversation or whatever. Maybe you say something. It doesn't actually even matter whether or not you were a fucking idiot in the moment. Top <laughs> at one point, <laughs> top at one point calls you a fucking idiot. I give him a look that just says. That is the first and last time you will ever call me a fucking idiot because the next time you will choke on your own tongue in your sleep. Top does not seem impressed, but doesn't say anything. Good. What about Grig and Automate? Who? Grig and Automate. 
Gregor. Captain, you fuck, you oh. fucking idiot. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm being mean to you as characters, but Adam loves you. So does Tom. Tom Thank loves you. Tom. Yes. Uh, Automate Autom- Swift and Dark. Oh, yeah. Automate Swift and Dark and you get along like a house on fire. <gasps> I love Automate. Uh, since we've been traveling for five days, Adam, are we fully? am I fully healed now, please? Oh, yes. You're Thanks. fully healed. Fucking God. What about Grig? Grig the big. What? Grig boy, big boy. Grig Have the rest of our party just been avoiding me? Because that stings a bit. Oh, like I know I haven't. Shut up! I just want to have. Friends. Oh right, Grig Ruddle, the the yes, the second in command, first mate, first mate. You and Grig Ruddle, are, you have genuinely a lovely relationship with Grig Ruddle. Grig Ruddle had when you first set off had in a Tupperware type container had cake that his mother had made for him, oh. and he shares some with you. Oh, Adam. Oh. Bless delicious. And now, a word from our sponsors. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Also, hey, D&D is fun, but if you're wishing that you could hear questions that no one ever thought to ask about pop culture you only kind of know, then do I have news for you. Plumbing the Death Star is a show by Zamet, Dusher and Jackson, where they, as my dad calls it, make a living while being a drain on society, like you, Adam. So, if you like the sound of that, or if you want to know why my dad doesn't believe in entertainment, then head on down to sanspantsradio.com and search for Plumbing the Death Star. Oh my god, I asked Greg about his mum so much. Greg tells you all about his mum. Is it because you don't have one? Yeah, I want to know what they're like. Do they all make cake? Is this... Should I be expecting cake from my new mum? So my mum's is overrated. I reveal my entire backstory to Grig uh, as soon as he gives me cake. He understands about half of it. (laughs) Grig listens patiently. He's genuinely curious about your life. What's his life like? Tell me. He's been a first mate under Automate for 
basically his entire sailing career. They started out together with a small little jetty type thing, just ferrying people around the bay. Uh, anywhere where they could avoid the, the dragon turtle, the giant uh, uh, the giant creature that dwells within the bay. Yeah, I was scared. You going to marry her? No, no. You get the impression that it's a platonic friendship. Okay, okay. <laughs> Greg Ruddle seems like an absolute mama's boy, but uh, he's oh, a delightful Oh, I love person. that. That's great. <laughs> he talks about his mama often, and any of his pirate sea shanties or whatever often refer to people's mothers. As soon as in the polite way, yeah. Sorry? In the polite way. Yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yes. It, it, he's only ever polite about people's mothers. If someone says, like, motherfucker or something like that, he's like, whoa, she raised you. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Grig because Grig is exactly how I would be if I, well, obviously, you know, if life were different, I'd be different. But I believe if I had a mum, I would be Grig. I like to say, I would like to, at some point in the five days, say motherfucker and Grig say, hey, she raised you, to which I turn around and go, no, she fucking didn't. No, a mother gave birth to you, but a mother also raised you. I listen intently. I'm like, reveal backstory. A mother didn't raise me at all. You had a mother. I did not say that I did not have a mother. He shakes his head and he has like a knowing smile for himself. You had a mother. He goes and he just walks away. Fucking hell. That makes me happy because that means I have a mother and maybe that's Sister Sias and maybe that counts. If you at any point talk about it, he's like, yeah, you'd have a mom. We all have a mom. We all have mums, but I wasn't raised by a mum. You are raised by a mum. I love Grig. I love Grig. No one could be raised by not a mom. Maybe she didn't give birth to you. Maybe she or he didn't give birth to you, but you have a mom. (laughs) Oh, fuck the logic. You can't fight it. Oh, my God. I look around it and consider my entire life and try and figure out who my mummiest mum is. <laughs> I go, me and Greg stay up all night and I tell him about every person who's potentially a mum. He gives you mum or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Dad. Your dad? Yeah. You tell him about it. He's like, not a mum. Okay. Um, Sister Sias. Mum. Oh, cool. Um, Lady where? Mum. Dick where? Mum. Um, Dick wear more of a mom than lady wear. Oh, Sir Hector. Sir Hector, oh, absolutely a mom. Yes. Um, Pop. Pop. Look, controversial. He leans in. He looks around. He makes sure no one's listening. Especially not Pop. Especially <laughs> not Pop. And he says, "Mom." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I love it so much. <laughs> Greg, if Greg Ruddle dies, I'm going to cry. <laughs> this man is sunshine. <laughs> um, can Greg and I please become best friends? Sure. Yeah, no, I already said you are. Oh, my God, I've never had a best friend. I usually have to try so hard. And then they end up being mums. Be our friend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. I set to work. We've got five days here. Yeah. What's the nicest thing I can leather work, Greg? As a su- <gasps> I make us friendship bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> you, you make friendship bracelets. Ooh. Is this a skill? Fuck. Yeah, it's a skill check. Plus a D8. 
plus a D8. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, What a Joe. good boy you are. You make, it's a very simple thing. It's kind of just a leather band, maybe with a little bit of a weave through it. Oh, yeah. Nice for Greg. Yeah. Uh, it Greg- represents how lies weaving. <laughs> Greg puts his on as soon as you hand it to him, and he thanks you. Anytime, friend. No problem, oh my friend. God. No, no, no. I'm, I'm so embarrassing myself. I've never done this before. <laughs> That's all in my head. <laughs> I do that thing. I go to bed and like flop down on the bed and like think of Grig and how we could have a sleepover. Like the people I went to leatherworking school with, like they all went with sleepovers with their friends. I didn't have any, but they always sounded so fun. Podcast. Oh, every time I learn more about your backstory, my heart fucking dies. I was a tiefling <clears throat> in a place of humans. No one liked me. I had to be so good at leatherworking to get any anything. People hardly talk to me for tips and tricks. You're making me feel bad for being mean to you. Hey, I'm used to it. That doesn't help. <laughs> I'm, I'm recalling everything they did. Oh, everyone on sleepovers. That was so long ago. They talked about people they like. Well, Greek doesn't like anyone. They did ask about that. Um Friendship bracelets, yep, no, cross that one off. Um, sleepovers. Are I we mean, sharing a room still? No, well, there's only, so there's the deck of the ship and then there's kind of one big room below, which is for storage and it has an office for swift and dark, but there's no room for anyone to stay below deck. So whenever you guys need to sleep, you kind of just do it on the deck of the ship. If it rains at any point, they have a big tent that they roll out. That's kind of like, okay, so back in the, Yes, I say all of this to you. I know you're not listening, and I kind of need that. I just want to get all my thoughts out there. When, when back when I was in leatherworking school, like, like do the, doing the apprenticeships and stuff, like there were other students there, and they all had sleepovers with their friends. And sometimes they'd go into the forest, and it was you know it was a good neighborhood, and you know we were part of the royal part of town, so the forest was pretty well guarded, which was really good. So we can go like they would go and have like sleeps under the trees and things like that, and they'd go in like a little bit of a camp, which you know. And at the time, I was sort of yeah, you know, I obviously I didn't go, no one invited me, and um, but when I went there and like saw what they were doing in their setups and stuff, it was like it seemed really cool and like a bit a bit less fun. But I ended up doing it with camping, so that's a really cool part. That's actually kind of why I got into adventuring as well. It's like a big sleepover, and everyone has to come with you. I never got invited on no sleepovers neither. Really? No. When would I have been invited on a sleepover? Well, Horns, what part of me screams, invite this man on a sleepover? Um, I want to grab your hand and make the fingers make a mouth and I make it go, invite me on one of your sleepovers. Okay. Would you like to go on a sleepover? No. Oh, I don't even mind. I'm in such a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I let you get away with making my hand talk as me. <laughs> but I do. Yeah, you do. I'm in such a good... Well, you can't, you can't say no to this horrible face. No. Well, also, you're in a good mood and I'm not that cruel. Even, even though you're sort of like, no. I'm like In my mind, I'm like, every single time we've been camping together, there's been a sleepover in my mind. It's something I've always wanted. But now it's like a proper one. I actually use the word sleepover. Do you say that every time we've camped, it's been a sleepover? I whisper that a bit like every time we've camped in a sleepover. Fucking all wrong. Crunch! Jesus, The fuck. deck of the ship explodes into fragments and several people are tossed around. Greg! Uh, I can see Pop's okay. 
No, Pop gets thrown bodily across the ship. You hit the railing, but don't topple over. Oh, God. Uh, Tiffany, you were also knocked about, but you managed to keep your footing. You're just far enough away. Pop kind of protected you from the blast. You all turn around to see, roughly in the dead center of the deck, a giant boulder, about as wide as a human is tall, sitting there. There's a a moment of just silence that hangs, and then splash! A tremendous burst of water explodes off the bow of the ship, and you hear Captain Swift and Dark screaming, Man the stations! Man the stations! Unfurl that sail! The sail expands outwards, and you slowly start tracking and gaining speed. You turn around, and you can see a, a ship slowly sailing from the coastline towards you. The ship has giant white sails. As you peer at them, Pop, your eyes fail you, basically. But Tiffany... I've only got one. (laughs) Your eye fails you. But Tiffany, you can see clear as day. The sails are made out of a white dragon's scales and wings. You realize the ship that you thought quite close is actually very far away it's just very disproportionately big it looks like a ship made for giants and when you see the three creatures standing on the deck you realize it literally is a ship made for giants in each of their arms they're holding boulders one of them oh the boulder they're not even a cannon it. oh my the god the boulder soars through the air and lands on the ship. Another tremendous crunch. It destroys, heaves away part of the ship. Automate Swift and Dark cries out, We have to outrun them! We have to outrun them before they destroy the ship! Yes! I do hey, everything I can to help. <laughs> that seems like a disproportionately good plan. The sails get bigger and bigger and bigger until they're as big as possible. You're now no longer sailing on course. You're sailing just with the wind away from Chult to try and get you just as quickly as possible away from the boulders. The entire time, crash, crash, crash. They land among you. Tiffany and Pop, to both of you, it becomes very quickly apparent that you're not going to be able to... You can see that they are landing these boulders with very good accuracy. That means that they are not near their maximum range yet, which means you would both wager that the smartest course of action would actually be to steer towards them and to maybe engage them. You do not think you can win this ship battle. Your ship is faster, but they have enough range to take you out before you leave their range. Captain, if we keep running, they're going to bury us under the waves. Automate casts about. You can see that she's panicking a little bit, but she looks at you and says, You're right! Turn us about! Turn us about! The ship lurches as it begins to slowly turn. Take out my hammer and my sickle. Another boulder crunches against the ship. Frig is struck by a boulder. Okay, my world goes a bit, like, white noisy, and I can't process that right now. Didn't even do that on purpose. This is just happening. (laughs) It always just does, you know? What happens to Grig? Oh, what? No, he's fine. Oh, my God, he's a veteran. He's also enormous. 
He's a mountain of a man. Yeah, not as big as one of these giants, but he's a, a veteran. Oh my god, he'll have so many fucking hit points. What is a veteran? Oh, he has the statistics of a veteran. So a veteran is... Uh, Someone who survived a war. <laughs> hit points, 58. He's fine. Oh, I have more nah, hit points He'll than survive him. this hit. Look, he's not going toe-to-toe with these creatures, but he's a, he's a tough fighter. He's like a leveled-up god, a really leveled-up god. Who can cast fire? Quasha can. Quasha, when we get closer, burn their sails. A very good idea, he says. As you begin to approach, Ordame calls out... Oh, and Grig is fine. Grig gets struck by the boulder, which destroys more of the ship, but Grig is fine. You can see that he's got... He's, like, nursing a broken arm, but he he's, like, well, he's alive. Okay, I'm not... I'm fine. Ordame cries out, As we close in with the ship, my sailors aren't fighters. Can you take them? What do I look like, a governess? All right, then. (laughs) Your ship gets closer and closer. Eventually, it gets close enough that Quasha starts conjuring balls of fire and hefting them. He only gets two off before you're basically within melee range. Do we fight the giants or can we fight the ship, Adam? You could try either. Um, So you're how? Well, you've only got melee weapons, don't you? I only have melee weapons, yes. I'm going to witch bolt them. The uh I don't want to just put a hole in the ship. Make it sink. Okay, sink the ship. Uh is that the plan? Because you're uh, you're basically about to start touching. Steal the ship. <laughs> your ship rides along theirs. There's a moment of like a little bit of a bounce as your ship touches theirs. Their ship is double the size of yours. And these creatures are gigantic. Gigantic. They're giants, they, yeah? Yeah, literally gigantic. They're frost giants, specifically. How many? You can tell because you saw them looking for Artis Simber. I've seen these guys before. Yes. Uh, when you've all been asleep, I've run into these guys at least three times. They're huge size, so they're maybe about three times as tall as Grig. Oh, They're nice. enormous creatures. As your ships get that close... Arda Simber and Dragonbait sprint and leap across from your ship to theirs. Uh, both of them make it. They're followed by Flask of Wine, Quasha, and Koopa Louie. Quasha bumps against the ship and doesn't... He just n- nearly bowls over. Actually, no, he takes a tumble. Quasha falls onto his uh, uh, falls onto his back, staying on your sh- side of the ship. As when he tries to jump, one of the frost giants swings, and it's either be caught by an axe in the chest or take a tumble. And Quasha chooses to take a tumble. Do both of you want to try jumping across, or are you going to fight from this ship? I'll fight from this ship. All right, and I jump across. Ooh. Oh, don't you do that as a disadvantage? Yes, you do. Is this a skill? Yes. How'd I go? You did. You rolled a two. What if I had a plus D12? Plus D12? Uh, What's your athletics? Athletics plus five. Oh, fuck. Uh, plus a D12? Probably good enough, yeah. Yep. All right. You leap across and you land on the other side. There's one terrifying moment when, as you leap, you're about to be caught by the same axe blow that Quasha was, but then you just tuck into your shell, 
take the blow, but you take it on your shell and you roll over it, land on the other ship. Do I Bowser onto the ship? Basically. Fuck yes, I do. Now I'm going to breathe fire. All right, initiative. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I definitely should have jumped onto the ship. I did not. I keep forgetting that. You, can do it you are stealth. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'll attack from over here. No. That's I use my witch. I love there was an entire thing where Adam was like, your witch bot is not good. Oh, who does everyone want to fight with? You have anyone? Uh, you like can't in partners. Pick, you can't pick top hat, shoe, pants, gloves, Sunday night, Autumn or Greg. Mm, you can't yeah. pick any of them. You got to pick someone from your crew. Gibbalooey. Gibbalooey? <laughs> I want to fight with Arda Simba. Okay. Uh, I feel like that'd be funny if we were forced to fight together. Wait, who's on the ship? Your crew are on the ship. The crew of the ship, the top hat, shoe, pants, gloves, they're just... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Sunday night. They're they're just uh, manning the ship. They need all of them, all hands on deck. There's cannons on their ship? No, there's no cannons. Cannons have yet to be invented. Neither ship has cannons. Oh, Automa is captaining. Grig has a, a crossbow and is just like trying to plink at them, trying to create, it just damage the ship, basically. Great. Pop and Artis, it's your turn first. <laughs> um, all right. I... Do you need a refresher of Artis Simba's abilities? No, no, no. He's got a magical ring and a bow and a, a dagger. Bow and a dagger. Yes. I should have picked Dragon Boat with his magical fucking sword. Um,. I want Ardis to try and not kill them, but knock them off the ship. He get them into that. the water. I, I also want to attempt to do that while trying to fight them. Is I want to push them over the edge, and I want to steal their big big ship. Can we even sail it? It's too big for you guys to Everyone, sail. Everything would be scaled, yeah? Well, even if we get them off the ship, then we can rob the ship and then get back on our ship. Ah, yes, because we took such a hit with the 100 gold. I mean, Grig could steer the ship. He's a big man. Even he would have trouble. They're three times his size. Imagine trying to reach something that's two U's above you. Yeah, I'd stand on two of me. <laughs> well, you fucking got me there, I guess. You'd just stand on two of you. Oh, got him. Fucking Adam, you're a You did dumb. it. Artist Simber waves his hand, and as he does so... Freezing rain and sleet begins to fall in a 20-foot radius around the frost giants. The floor beneath them begins to freeze solid. It's just solid, frozen wood, but it's so wet that it becomes slippery. It'll be on their turn that it happens, but on their turn, they'll have to make a saving throw or fall prone. And as that happens, you could push them off. Great. Well, then I'd like to hold my attack until they've had their turn. Okay. Is that an action I can take? Uh, yes. Right. It's Quasha's turn. Quasha has heard the plan, so he's not going to do anything that's going to interfere with that. Actually, I know what he's going to do. Quasha leans across the ships, and he grabs a hold of your shell from behind. Pop. And as he does so, you feel energy channeling from him into you. He casts upon you bull's strength. You have advantage on strength checks, and your carrying capacity doubles. So I could carry a giant? Um, I would make it a... Uh, you'd have advantage on the check, but you wouldn't be able to just lift them over your head. So you could just... you push could just Yeah, you could just very easily push them. I'm going to try that in my next turn. All right. When, well, when they've... See if they failed there. 
I'm yes. waiting till it's their turn to see waiting if they fail. to see if they fail. That was Quasha's turn. Tiffany and Koopa Louie, what do you want to do? I would like to. Koopa Louie has his spear and he has his spore burst. Ah, something so cute. I was looking up. Um, I was looking up Veggie Pygmies and Koopa Louie, and there's something so cute that can happen in the future. He makes more Koopa Louis with his spore burst. Make a giant Koopa Louie house. Oh, big Koopa Louie. Giant. Um, I leap majestically with no issue onto the other ship. <laughs> and charge my this green. This happens. I charge my green flame blade. And are you going to attack them? I would love to if I am able to. On this turn, because I did just leap majestically with no fault. You actually can. Yes. One of them is ah! uh, Dragon Bait is up against one of them, and you can fight with Dragon Bait. I will do that. Um, Slishity slash. Time Here's for a your gash. new gash. Yeah. You hit. <laughs> Woo! Sl- slishity slash. You're going to go splishity splash. Ah, and you've yes. done your dishity dash. So, one, two, three. 4d6 for your sneak attack, a d4 for your rapier, a d4 for your little magic boy, and then, uh, sorry, a d8, not a d4 for your little magic boy, and mm-hmm. a d8 for your rapier, and then a d8 for green flame blade will leap from this frost giant and hit another one. It's so much more powerful when I do things I'm good at. <laughs> you deal 28 points of damage good. to this frost giant. Let's do like six with... Witch bolt. Uh huh. Okay. And you deal three points of damage to another one. As you're, when you drive your rapier in, a burst of green flame wraps around your rapier, strikes the frost giant, leaps off the frost giant, and flames lick at a second one. Delicious. And then, uh, what did you want Koopa Louie to do? Spear. Fight the same one you're fighting? Yeah. All right. You focus on the same foe for the first time in your life. You fight beside Koopa Louie and Dragon Bait at the exact same time. <laughs> so I was trying to think of a first, but I couldn't. <laughs> Critical hit. Ding, 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 ding. Ding. So there it is. First hit. Koopa Louie deals uh, just, a f- just four points of damage. Just a teeny tiny four points of damage. Insignificant. No one would think. No one would notice. No one would mind or care. If I were crueler, I would yell, you're not meant to kiss them. Follow up. Maximum damage and you may make another attack at the, uh, with advantage against the same target. Koopa Louie drives the spear into the giant, dealing ten points of damage. The giant bellows, launching upwards and allowing Koopa Louie to use that leverage to just drive his his end of the spear down, piercing further up into the gut of the, the giant. He deals another 10 points of damage. Good. Good, 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 good. So that's 24 in total? Uh, yes, he deals 24 damage in total. It's not quite as good as mine, but it's a good start. <laughs> then it is Dragonbait's turn. Dragon bait standing next to you also slashes at this one giant. You focus fire, trying to bring it down. He hits two times with Holy Avenger. He does not deal extra damage because it is not undead, but Holy Avenger still deals 20 points of damage. And then it is the giant's turn. Bad. So. Don't give them a turn. Give them the urn. That's where their bodies go. 
Will it be the giants in the urn or the sailors of the brazen Pegasus? Find out next time on Once Upon a Time in Zombie Plagued Chalt. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sans Pants Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&D is for Nerds on your favorite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.